Hi, I'm Justin King, and welcome to the Blue Chip Academy. As a five-star recruit, all-Big Ten corner, NFL vet, and Power 5 recruiting coordinator, I understand the emotions that go along with the recruiting process. The Blue Chip Academy is here to provide education, critical insights, and mentorship through the recruiting process for families and athletes alike. When athletes and their families have proper education and guidance, they're able to make better decisions and set themselves up for long-term success. Blue Chip Academy provides the resources and information that empowers athletes to create their own blue chip blueprint and take ownership of their careers. Blue Chip Academy exists because when athletes and their families are armed with the right information, they're able to make the decisions for themselves that positively impact their future. Again, I'll be your host, Justin King, and welcome to Blue Chip Academy. Yeah, welcome to back to Blue Chip Academy, and I'm your host, Justin King. Here we are, episode five, and today we're going to be talking about navigating the recruiting waters and making informed decisions through this recruiting process. Last episode, we talked about the current state of college sports, or specifically the current state of college football and recruiting and NIL, how to NIL, the transfer portal, um, Austin Scott case, spring football leagues, all the different things that are moving around in the college football space or athletic space that can affect your future and how you should, you know, inject yourself into the football ecosystem uh, moving through the recruiting process. So let's get started on today's topic. Uh, again, talking about navigating the recruiting waters and making informed decisions, right? Because like hopefully you're going to have options to pick schools. Everyone talks about getting an offer, you know, getting this attention. You know, what happens when you get the attention and you have to make the right decision um, for your career? And that's what we're going to be discussing today. Uh, commitment day is typically the most critical point of a young athlete's career. At this point in your life, you know, it's like the day where everything, all the hard work uh, you get to cash in on. You get the first, you know, piece of monetary value to your talent you know, in the form of a scholarship. Now with the NIL, you got opportunity to have market value and you know, make money outside of the school. But essentially, commitment day is that first time where you're making a commitment to a school and school is saying, hey, we're going to give you a free education. And before that happens, the process typically starts four years before that, um, depending on when your first offer comes or whenever you enter into high school and you're looking or that perfect fit for your football future or athletic career, right? Because it's not um, just going to school to play football. There's a lot of things that happen from this decision. You know, it's a 40 to 50 year decision. Alumni, friends, the connections that you're going to make, the degree that you're going to hold, um, life experiences that you'll have, they all kind of come through this decision. And I think it's something that shouldn't be Taken lightly, it shouldn't be an emotional decision. You know, a lot of times through the recruiting process, a lot of a lot of families and uh, players, yeah, get emotional, right? College sports is an emotional game. Um, you grow up loving a certain school. Your whole family goes to a, one university or whatever the case may be. You might have a favorite player growing up. And a lot of times that kind of muddies the water. Once you start going to these places and you realize like there's a Taj Mahal everywhere, right? Like in Austin and State College and Athens and Tuscaloosa and uh, Gainesville, everywhere you go, there's a, you know, it's like everything is amazing. And the next thing you know, you're kind of just playing any mini, mighty mo and trying to make the selection. So 
through my time, you know, we talked about it before that I never played it down in high school football without having a scholarship offer. So trying to get offers wasn't really a focus of mine, which was unique. Um, but I was always evaluating football programs like on a daily basis. I mean, reading media guys, uh, studying um, guys, high school careers to see like, okay, all these players are here. Everyone's amazing in college. Like, why isn't this person playing here? Why trying to figure out like, all right, everybody was great in high school. Like, why did these guys pick this school? What's the best fit for them? Why are people successful? Why are people aren't successful? At the end of the day, just trying to look for the best career that had the best fit for me, for my athletic, academic, and overall personal development. Um, so through that process, you know, I kind of, me and my family going through it, you know, for four years and just breaking it down, kind of came up with a checklist so that you're making properly informed decisions throughout the recruiting process and not being swayed by different emotions or trying to decipher coaches. And you can kind of have some hardcore things to look at and balance, make the hard decision. It might, it might be emotional. You might love a coach over here and, you know, this place looks great, feels great. Everything just feels right. And then you look at, look at it on a spreadsheet and you're like, well, I can start here at this time, this place, um, we graduate this many people, the diversity on this staff is this. Uh, the people who have gone here has gone, you know, you just start kind of lining up and got to make the hard decision for yourself. But that's the, that's the, that's the process and the, the process that you should pro you should go through when making a college decision. It's not for the light. Of, it's not a lighthearted decision or just how you feel one day. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the overall program. That's the first thing you want to evaluate when you're going through that. So how do you evaluate the overall program, right? The brand of the program you'll be attending will be important, like especially in the age of NIL, your opportunities off the field will often be determined by the brand of the program you're attending. Conferences are realigning uh, season by season. And affiliation with the top programs are naturally exposed to higher level situations and positions, whether it's alumni, uh, being in certain cities, or whatever the case may be. But you want to look at the different things that surround the program, right? Like what is the culture? Does it have a winning culture? What is the standard? Like, is, is this a place where winning is um, expected? Is this a place where there have been on some down years? Uh, is it like a third tier trying to move up to a second tier type of school? Um, uh, what's their history of putting people um, in the NFL? All those different evaluation points that you want to go through when looking at the overall program. Also, opportunities to succeed after football. When you're looking at the overall program, like the education, the alumni network, the power of the degree, um, these things kind of lend well into the football department. When I say the football department, because it will, those are certain things that touch on the actual university that you attend. But I put this under the overall program because a lot of times the connections that you make within the sport that you play or from the alumni and networking and the, the associations with that sport. So that's why I wanted to talk about, you know, a little bit about this, the opportunity to succeed with the overall program. And as you talk about that, we, we, we say like the alumni coming in and being involved with the program, you know, you've seen it in, in the heyday with boosters and things of that nature, but that's a lot of the, that's where there are a lot of catalysts, for NIL opportunities are coming. 
looking at the program, the bread and how uh, the alumni support it, that's going to be critical, right? And then when you're looking at your ability, being honest with yourself, you want the ability to play against the best in the country, right? If you're talking about wanting to eventually play um, in the NFL or eventually just transitioning out to something in the football ecosystem or sports world, whatever the case may be as the ending uh, part for your journey, but you want to be able to compete against the best that you can compete against, right? Like that's another point of what you want to look at and how do you determine um, <laughs> like if you're going there to play against the, the top players in the country, I mean, we know uh, based on, you know, previous rankings, how long uh, sustained excellence at a program um, with everything connected nowadays, you kind of know the players going before you and after you, like what level of player that the school is recruiting, like kind of, you know, there's a level of evaluation and seeing what's going on. Obviously I want everybody focused on their situation and what's going on in, in their own career. But at the same time, like you want to go to a program where you're playing against the best in the country, you know, be honest with yourself. So like, those are kind of the four things I like to look at when you're going through the overall program and evaluating that whole situation, because there's context to it, right? There's programs that are hot for three to four years and there's another program that may just have sustained, you know, dominance or excellence over the past 15 years. Might have laws or laws here or there, but balancing those things out and evaluating the overall program next to each other kind of takes the time discrepancy out of it when you're looking at a maybe a hot program right now or a program that's just, you know, going to be steady of what it is, right? Like, um, I don't want to throw any like schools under the bus, but then, you know, there's a difference between the big the big uh, blue bloods and the big 10 and the sec versus sometimes um, schools that might get a run in the ACC or big 12 or uh, pac 12 or whatever, whatever this case of the school may be, there's different ways to navigate that process to make sure that you're playing against the best people in the country, against the best talent that you're able to play against. So the next thing we're going to go into after uh, evaluating the overall football program or sport that you're going to go play is obviously the university. You know, the school that you're actually attend and the ecosystem that you're going to be in is the school that you're at, right? Like it will be great if the football program's dominant, everything you love, the coaches are great, they got great alumni, everything, but you just completely hate the school. Like it's in Alaska, it's cold, the people um, – can't understand what they're saying. You don't like any of the surroundings. You don't like any of the uh, degree offerings that they may have. Um, tons of things that kind of go through what the university um, can offer, right? Like, but when looking at it, you know, there's different things that you want to kind of you want to see. You want to see is, is it a university that supports their athletes, right? Like they have academic all Americans. Like, what's their graduation rates um, for stu- for student athletes, uh, the majors that are offered, we're starting salaries from people that maybe have gone there. Um, different things in that, in that sphere to see what the power of the university and again, how it fits into your, into your blue chip blueprint. Like where does it fit into 
your end goal. Because like these are times and this is a decision where you need to be selfish. Mom, dad, you know, the kid has to be selfish. You guys should be selfish about where um, this decision will lead you and your family. Because uh, it's a, like again, it's a thirty to forty year decision. So that's why it's just so important to understand the different aspects and evaluation points when going through these different schools. Uh, understanding the CEOs, understanding the alumni that may have gone that have gone to that school. Maybe you want to work in retail, and you're going to a school where you know alum, the alumni is a big box CEO somewhere, and like those connections and being. Uh, involved with the program and the university outside of the program really kind of zero in zeros in your options to you know maximize your career for success right like that's kind of that's what you want to do that's what you're you know going through this selection um, process for you know you want to understand the power of the degree of the of that school even if the football program's amazing with the power of the degree is terrible uh, and then you can't really you know operate if you don't you know go to the NFL or find a job can right after uh, we talk about it we talked about it earlier when we talked about the overall program but alumni network NIL opportunities and support like that still comes from the university there's certain things that Happened to me when I transitioned out of football, man. Just being a Penn State alumni really um, was really, I can't say it was a lifesaver, but it really jump-started a lot of things in my career, whether it was a, a training business being outside of um, the Northeast and being in Dallas. I tapped into the Penn State alumni network and like understanding the brand of a Penn State student lend well in what I was trying to do. And so being able to see that and understanding those things as I was going through the recruiting process was like, okay, understanding the nucleus, right? Like the Penn State had the largest paying dues alumni. So when I got done, you know, that was somewhere for me to tap into. It had nothing to do with football, had nothing to do with the coach that I spoke, spoke to or anything of that. It was the nucleus of that university. I mean, I've seen it with my other friends that go to places uh, like Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, um, University of Texas, again, like these schools that have networks where they're looking to give back, not even give back, looking to like connect opportunity with talented people. And like, that's what you're trying to do is use these, use this, uh, this football ecosystem as just a jetpack to get where you want. The biggest thing is like it can, the jetpack can take you a lot of different places. Jetpack can, you know, make you crash, but if you got it aimed the right way, man, it could take you a lot of places. And it's the biggest thing is just knowing where you want to go. Um, so that's why I'm just, you know, so big on being a captain of your decision and going through the recruiting process and the captaincy, uh, the location of the university. Again, when we talk about the university, again, we power the degree, understanding that it's not a three to four year decision. I mean, powerful alumni that can help uh, accelerate your career, um, NIL opportunities. But the location of the university in reference to, you know, the, your hometown and power cities in the country is important, right? Like we always, just another thing where we used to target players, you know, across the country. Somewhere like Penn State, it's always, you know, you can get the top player. But when you start getting to the nitty gritty of it, understanding from the selection side, 
man, it's a Penn State. You know, if you're going to go to Penn State, you have to get there. So to maybe recruit a kid from Arizona and whatever the case may be for that kid, if it comes down to it, when decision, everything seems like a dream when you first get offered, when you start getting closer and closer to that decision day as a senior, you know, the that distance and the cost for the flights, the cost for the hotels, getting family there to see you after the game, not being able to see your family members, all those things need to be taken into consideration. Maybe your family can afford to get to these games. Maybe that's not the situation, but still understanding the burden that comes along um, with the location of the university in reference to your hometown, in reference to Power City. So once you get done playing football or done with school, you have an active alumni in an area where you want to live. You know what I mean? So you do want to look at these different things when you're looking uh, and evaluating these schools, right? Like I know everyone, we're all trying to be the coach's favorite and all these different things, but the, the key to this process through, through and out, throughout the whole thing is stacking the deck in your favor um, so that you can operate in your place of, I can't say comfort, but it's your place of genius where you're in an environment that you can accelerate or you know maximize your talents all the way around. Um, Another thing, another point that you can look to when you're evaluating universities, go back through, you know, the archives and read about the support from the athletics department and university, you know, and the presidents that are at the school and support of the growth within the football program. Don't just zero in on the football program and what's going on. Like take a macro view and see, like read about the presidents at these schools, read about, kind of what they'd done at their uh, previous stops and things and, and uh, their career history. Cause like those things are bound to repeat themselves. And if you're going into a program, understanding that, you know, the head coach reports to the AD, the AD reports to the university, to the university president, chancellor, depending on where that is and understanding the philosophy of the place or the school that you're going, you just want these things to align and you just want to have as many evaluation points as possible for this type of decision. Again, I've said, it's a decision that can set you up for the rest of your life and and where you have options at every turn. You know, you get done playing football, you have options. You're getting ready to switch a job. You got options. You're getting ready to start a job. You have options. But, you know, those options come with making informed decisions. And that's what uh, I want you guys to recognize when you're going through this recruiting process. You're the captain. You know what I mean? And put on the captain's hat because it's, it is a responsibility. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't want to take on that responsibility. It's just like, oh, this coach didn't do this. This coach didn't recruit me. They're not giving me the respect. Da, 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 da. And it's like, you know, I look at it as a business. And as a business, you got a value that you bring. They got value that they that the other person brings. And to make it a beautiful business, both provide unique uh, value to one another to reach a common goal. Um, and that's how you need to approach this process. Don't let... You know, don't be getting swooned the whole time. Like, understand that you have something to offer. And with that, you should be evaluating um, the situation, the school, the group of people that you're going to spend the next three to four years and have an impact on the next 40 to 50 years of your life. And for this, for this, the first three um, points that we're going to touch on, third one would be the head coach you know start at the top 
stability from the head coach. You know, when you wonder if like this head coach is invested in the program, is he here for the long run? You know, based on the contract that he signed, is he, is, is it a coach that's always up um, for a new for a new opportunity? And you know, there's nothing wrong for coaches that are continuing to move up and continue to you know get new opportunities. That's the name of the game. That means it's obviously a good coach, but you also need to know if you're picking that school based on a head coach. You're picking a school based on a head coach and you don't like anything else about it. You don't like another coach. You don't like the campus. You don't like the uniform. But, man, you love the coach. You think he can develop you into, you know, the greatest player, the greatest person that you've ever been. But every year the coach is up, he's either on the hot seat or he's, well, I don't think you would fall in love with a coach that's on the hot seat. Maybe you can, but he's up for, you know, another big job and, Every year. I mean, that's something that you need to take in consideration for when you're looking at the school and you just see like that one green evaluation point where it's like, oh, the head coach is green, but everything else is red, 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 purple, red, 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 red. And it's like, all right, well, maybe I need to lower the importance of the head coach um, a little bit. Right. To just maybe like if something were to happen, he's still a person. If he leaves, if if this goes wrong, then maybe, uh, you know, my whole my whole situation will change. I can use a personal anecdote, right? Like I, you know, Joe Turner recruited. I mean, he offered me my scholarship um, in ninth grade or whatever the case may be. And through the recruiting process, you know, I obviously cared that he was the head coach, but I got to know, you know, I understood what his philosophy was. I understood that there was stability there. Like I, he wasn't really going anywhere. Like there was constant investment into the program. He had donors and um, friends that were investing big into the program. So there was like a comfort there. And along with getting to know like the rest of the coaches and like just the stability that kind of came at Penn State at that time, or, you know, it was kind of Penn State's brand. Uh but understanding the stability from the head coach and, you know, the constant investment into the program to make it better, right? Like since the coach got there, like research to see if there's any, if there been any uh, capital projects, has there been any um, upgrades from the previous coach, to the player engagement, player engagement opportunities, player engagement programs, um, access to alumni, access to study what they want to study, right? When you go to these different places, you know, coaches, head coaches' philosophies are different. You know, some like guys study whatever they want. Some guys veer players to certain degrees or certain things because um, of the importance or the focus to, you know, sticking on football, whatever the case may be. But these are the different things that you need to just look at when you're, you know, got your offers on the table and you're spreading out and you're trying to see what it is that's going to make this uh, this university better than this university. You have to like break it down into these different steps that, I mean, different evaluation points that you can kind of get a clear picture and see the pixels in the right way. Because again, it's a very important decision. Uh, I mean, along, I know I talked about you know, the constant investment in the program, um, like with capital projects, is he is does he lose assistant coaches often um, for 
lateral moving jobs, not losing assistant coaches that move up because they're doing well or things of that nature. But can the university keep coaches in their positions and not have them take lateral jobs? Because it might, it just shows that another school is willing to invest a little bit more into that position or a little bit more um, into that uh, person. So just looking at those, looking at those would be pretty critical. Um, a connection to the family and community. Uh, you just, when you're looking at the head coach, you just want to see, you know, what kind of guy is he? Does he have a family? Is he connected to community? And like really get a feel for that. When you're going to and, and starting these visits in ninth and 10th grade, get a feel, try to get an unadulterated view of this, of the head man, the guy that's running the whole program because the philosophies and the ideals that are coming from him are going to transition down to the coordinators, the coaches, the person like the ops staff. And that's pretty much going to, that's going to be, you know, a lot of the values and core, core values and foundations that you're going to be moving forward, forward through. Um, and you want to know kind of what is this coach's vision uh, of the pro of vision of the program and the vision for himself. Like, does he see himself? Maybe one day being an NFL coach. I mean, if that's the case, if they tell that, tell that to you, you know, take that into consideration. Like he might not be here, or um, if they're trying to build a program, or if they're trying to, you know, win a national championship. Understand what the selling points are of this head coach, and look for the consistencies or inconsistencies. Right to just see what you're walking into, and uh, again. Like when he when he explains the vision and everything that they try to do, do they implement it? Do they follow through? Is it something that you can see? And this is the cool thing about the recruiting process that it's not in the microwave. Like it starts in ninth grade. And so as you're going through the process and not really putting a rush onto yourself or not being, you know, off kilter trying to make decisions and things coming in, this is a way where you can get on the offensive and start um navigating and looking for these situations where are best for you. The next episode, we're going to talk about, you know, culture of the team, your position coach and the position group success and break down the, you know, some of the key things within those uh, evaluation points that you want to look for that um, best match up with your football future and, you know, your career development. Cause that's what this whole process is for. So, and just remember Everybody has a different journey, so you just want to keep sharpening your skills and your talents and your mind and understand where you want to go. And remember, you can only go to one school. Like, that's, that's, that's key. Understanding what environment you're going into, you can only go to one school. Just make sure you have a blue chip blueprint together and execute it. Um, that's it for today. Life is good. Class is dismissed. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Blue Chip Academy. To help navigate the recruiting waters, LIG Sports Group put together a Blue Chip Recruiting Checklist. Download your checklist at LIGsports.com Blue Chip Academy to ensure you're making informed decisions through this process. Hit subscribe and check out the LIG Sports Group Football Ops and Recruiting YouTube channel where we'll talk about the recruiting and other critical points in the football ecosystem. If you're feeling stressed, confused, or just want to help putting together a blue chip blueprint for you and your son, don't hesitate to book a console call with me at LIGsports.com 
backslash Blue Chip Academy. Remember, everyone has a different journey. Keep sharpening and remember that you can only go to one school. Just make sure that you have your blue chip blueprint together and execute it. Life is good.